I'm Nicole McCants, a psychologist turned business coach for psychotherapists. It was not long ago when I was in solo private practice, seeing way too many clients feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. In 2016, when I became pregnant with twins, I knew I had to scale to a group practice because I couldn't keep working that much. I was sick of hitting the ceiling in my income and knew that the only way to make more money and help more people was expanding my practice. In three short years, I was able to scale it to 55 therapists and multiple seven figures. Once I was able to reach that goal, I had to take it to my peers. I'm here to teach you how to scale your solo practice to a group or take your group practice to the next level. We didn't learn anything about business in graduate school. So I created the Business Savvy Therapist podcast where I share easy to implement, business and marketing strategies so you can help more people, make more money, and have more freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Business Savvy Therapist. Today, I'm talking to you about your leadership style. Leadership can be hard, and I want you to know that you are not alone. I'm going to share some things that I learned along the way because nobody was teaching me this. And out of all the things that I did, I feel like managing the people can feel the hardest. And I really want to be there for you. And I feel like this is a really important conversation. Specifically, we're talking about a problem-solving method to make your leadership easier. Don't you find that there's so many decisions? And as you grow and grow with a team of 55, I felt that I had decisions to make that were really important sometimes. And I wonder if you relate to this. And sometimes I didn't have a lot of time to make them. And I'd be like, okay, this is a big decision that something popped up. I have to make this before I leave today, but I don't have space. So one thing for you to consider is to create white space in your calendar and expect, especially with a big team, little fires to come up. This is how you grow without burning out is having a method to problem solve and decision make, but also, and that's a system, right? I'm all about systems, but also creating space always in your calendar. And if it doesn't show up, great. You have space to be creative and just lead. And if it does show up, you're so grateful because you've created the space to do that. You've created the space to be the leader that you have to be, have lots of white space in your calendar. Unfortunately, society has brainwashed us to think that if we're busy, it means we're successful. If we have a busy calendar. And as a therapist, that was true. If you had a busy calendar, that meant you were seeing lots of clients. And if you were seeing lots of clients, you your practice was full. Yay. That was amazing. As a CEO, now you're moving up into the CEO role. Did you know that the best and most successful CEOs, even corporate CEOs that are running the banks, their calendar is the least full? Yes, the least full because they're not working in the business. They're working on the business. And most of what they're doing in the white space is time to think and strategize or if they have to, you know, make the big decisions. And then the rest of the time, guess what they're doing? They're having meetings. 
Now, when you have a big team, this is what you'll be doing because you're going to have a clinic manager and maybe even a clinical lead, and you're just going to have the meetings with the people who are overseeing everything one day. Do you see that? But I want you to create the habit now. Always start with the end in mind. Create the habits of a successful CEO now, and then you will live into it. Being a leader requires a lot from you, not only mentally, but also emotionally. And let's talk about this. So there's going to be times where it's not a busy month. What's beautiful about kind of like a pyramid, in some ways, all corporations are a bit of a pyramid, right? So there's there's less people at the top. So you've got this huge team below you, which is so beautiful. And over time, even your slowest month will very likely never be as slow as it was a year ago, because all the people under you are seeing all the clients and word of mouth is happening and internal referrals are happening and all this beautiful stuff is happening. Okay. So keep that in mind just so you know, but because you're at the top, it can feel a little bit lonely. And I want to talk to you about your emotional health because you're the one making the decisions. And if there is a slow month, how do you show up for your team during the hard times? How do you show up for your team when you're struggling, when it's hard, when it's slow, when you're like wondering like, oh gosh, you know, are there, this is weird. Why is it slower? It's never been this slow before. And, and hopefully maybe you'll never have this, but you probably will. And it may not dip. Of course, everything ebbs and flows with the economy and the craziness in the world, right? And here's what I learned that I'm so happy to be sharing with you. It's really important how you show up to your team and every single day, you may not like what I'm about to say, (laughs) every single day you need to bring it. You need to bring it, the positive energy. So you might jump on a Zoom call with your supervisees or the whole team and inside you truly, if you're being really authentic, want to say, I'm a bit worried, guys. Like it's a really slow month, but never say that. You have to bring the positive energy because everything trickles from you. Think about being on a plane, okay? I fly quite a bit. I I wouldn't say I'm a nervous flyer, but I don't love flying. I'm a control freak. So being in the air and me not flying the plane is stressful. And so if we hit turbulence and the pilot looks stressed, everybody on that plane is now stressed. Do you see that? You're the pilot. And the pilot has the systems and the map and just has to bring it. You never see a stressed pilot because they know. They know that I have to be the one that is steady. I have to be the one with eye on the prize. And maybe, just maybe, this is why you need a really good therapist. Trust me. A really good business coach, a really good best friend, hopefully a really good partner. Don't lean on them too much though. I, you know, my poor husband, before I had a business coach, it was just him. (laughs) And all the time he'd be like, thumbs up, babe. I think you're doing a great job, (laughs) you know, but get surround yourself with the best people because truly, I hope this doesn't feel like too much pressure to you, but please show up to your team with belief and positivity because you are going to be the one that reminds them of where you are flying and that brings them up. And there'd be moments where I would be jumping on a Zoom call and it'd be a bit of a slower month and stressful. There's so much that people don't know that you're dealing with, right? Whether it's the marketing or whatever. And I would have to dig, dig deep. And I would show up to that call with positivity and I would show up for them. 
I would show up for every single person on that plane because I had to remember where we were going and I had to remember that I had systems in place and support and hopefully you have a community around you to support you. So just know you always, every day, have to show up. I'm going to get into the method in a second of the problem-solving method, but I think that's really important for you to know that piece. Another piece that I learned is please have a zero-tolerance gossiping policy. I'm sure you do. I would put that actually in your manual. And I'm bringing this up because, thank goodness, I actually learned about this through other group practices. I've heard of leaders, and maybe you've done this, and please don't don't beat yourself up, but we're just having a conversation and we're only going to get better, okay? Other leaders, maybe you have a small team. Maybe you actually kind of know these people, used to work with them before. You build friendships, right? And other leaders will be frustrated maybe with an admin or another team member, another therapist or supervisor, and they they share their feelings about one team member with the other. And by definition, that is the leader gossiping. And I know it may not feel like gossiping because you're not putting them down, but you sharing, oh, you know, this happened the other day. You just sharing that information, I would define that as, go- I would define that as toxic. I know. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to help you through this if you've ever done that. We all are human. We're all human. And this is probably another reason you need a good therapist, good business coach, best friend and partner. You need a team around you so you can go to them because it's lonely at the top. You have me. Let me be that person for you. But here's what happens. In that moment, even though it feels good to vent, we all know that. That's why people come see us in therapy. You are modeling that that is okay. And then they're going to learn that that is okay and they're going to do it. And the moment gossiping and negativity happens, it is a disease in your clinic that is really systemic and hard to get rid of. So no matter what, it has to be a deal breaker. Like no matter what happens, even though in those moments you really, really want to like explain yourself to your team or, or share something, please don't. Pick up the phone and share it with somebody that is not part of your ecosystem. Have you been to a masterclass yet? Let's hang out. I would love to teach you exactly how I grew a seven-figure group practice that ran without me so you can finally have the freedom and flexibility that you deserve. If you show up live, I will give you a life-changing guide called Three Ways to Increase Your Income This Month. The link to register is in the show notes. See you there. All right. Are you ready for the method? Let's say something happens. There's a problem that pops up. I'm going to use the example of your admin. Your admin makes a mistake. Okay. Maybe a therapist makes a mistake, but we'll go with your admin. Naturally, human beings blame the person. Of course, they made the mistake. So naturally, you're going to think a lot of things about it, right? So here's the model though. You're going to begin to think differently. The next time a problem happens, I want you to ask yourself this, write this down. Is it a people problem? Is it a systems problem? Or is it a leader problem? Always ask yourself this, anything that pops up like, hmm, okay, this is a bit frustrating that just happened, but wait, is it in fact a people problem? Even though that's the first place we go, is it a systems problem or is it a me? Is it a leader problem? Most of the time, guess what it is? It's a systems problem. Most of the time, it's a systems problem. That's good news. You have control 
over the systems. You can tweak your systems. You can implement new systems. You can remove systems that aren't working. This is the best news. You want it to be a systems problem or a you problem, a leader problem, because you have control over those things. Let's talk about a systems problem. Probably there is a system in place that might need to be improved and optimized that could have caused, not 100%, but could have led to a part of the mistake. Do you have a delegation system or a communication system? Because this this mistake, let's say you delegated something to them, okay? And multiple things, and they just keep making mistakes. I want you to ask yourself, okay, is it a systems problem? Let's look. How did I delegate? Do I have a system to delegate? Here's what I suggest. Your delegation system needs to be any time and every time you give someone a task, it is rude if you don't write it down. My business coach told me that once. I was not writing it down. Mistakes were happening. I would put it, we use Voxer. I love Voxer. Uh, Voxer.com. Google that. It's free. It's like a walkie-talkie app. And I would tell her a bunch of things. I would expect for it to happen and it wouldn't happen. Then I would forget. And then later I'd be like, oh, but we had this conversation. Do you relate? Yes, we all do that. You're so busy. But when I heard that and he said, Nicole, you can never ever tell somebody to do something without writing it down. So here's the system I suggest. You've heard me talk about the instant messenger. There's Flock, F-L-O-C-K, or there's Slack. And what I love about Flock, there's a to-do feature. Every time you give them something to do, you're going to write it in your chat as a to-do. You can assign it to them. And here's the best part, with a to-do, or with a, sorry, a due date. So they're going to know exactly what to do and the due date. And sometimes even linking to a sheet or linking to a loom, I lean on tech a lot. So I'm sharing all the the tech words with you. So a loom, L-O-O-M, is basically a screen recording. What if you were to tell them what to do, tell them when it's done, needs to be done, all the details, and a video on how to do it, and it gets put in the manual? That's your system too. Anytime there's an error, another process, part of a system, needs to be that it gets put in the manual so they don't come to you with that a second time. So you're going to train them that there might be new things that I give you. There's going to be a lot of new things because we're growing. Do you mind every time you finish the task, if it's something that could be a reoccurring task, that you put it in the manual? And actually, just for fun, let's also every Friday put a reoccurring reminder for you to do a QA of the manual just to make sure that all the tasks we talk about are now in there because they might get busy, right? So you're also going to have another process where they're double checking the manual that, okay, all the new stuff is in there. So when we hire a new person, we don't really ever have to update the manual. It's a living document that grows with you. Do you see these systems? Okay, now... First, is it a systems problem? Yes or no? Maybe it's not. Maybe you're like, nope, I was super clear. I trained them perfectly. No one else is making mistakes. Okay. The next question I want you to ask before we blame them, is it a leader problem? Is it a me problem? I never wanted it to be a me problem. You know, naturally we have biases, the attribution bias. We don't think of ourselves first ever when it comes to mistakes ever. We know this. We were trained in social psychology probably, but let's talk about it. Okay. Did you do a good job training? 
in my head, I always go back to the beginning of the story. Did I do a good job onboarding them and training on this process? Let's say there is a process in place. Were they well trained? Then I go into my to-do and I'd like you to do a a quick QA of yourself. If you can, go back and read your message. Was it clear or were you a little bit more general and not very detailed? So the first question to ask is, was I clear? Second question, was I detailed? I want you to practice being as like almost like you're talking to a child. And I don't mean that at all to be insulting because branding is that way too. Like really nitty gritty detail. I love when people give me all the detail and here's the loom how to do it and here's why we're doing it. So it does take a little bit longer to be a better leader. It does take a little bit longer to delegate properly because if you rush, you're just not going to be detailed or clear. So go back and check and maybe you were rushing And part of it is like, okay, I'm going to double check my emails. Now, I wouldn't be emailing your team. I suggest having everything inside an instant messenger, by the way. Everybody internally in your business, in your company, in your group practice is only on instant messenger and email is like external. So referrals, insurance, like that kind of stuff. Back to the training. Always start at the beginning. Did I do a good job at the training? And then go back and tweak the training. I was constantly realizing hiccups that were actually 100% my responsibility. And I would go back to the onboarding or even the interview and be like, you know what? This is a question I have to ask because they need to be really good at critical thinking or they need to be really detailed or really independent. So the hiccup that happens way over there, I actually bring it to the beginning of the story and I might make tweaks there so I could be better and find the perfect match for me because you're probably going to hire another admin one day, right? And then this time you'll get it right. Okay. So I know what you're thinking. Probably some of you are like, nope, Nicole, it's actually not me. It, it is the person. So let's talk about, okay, the people problem. It's not a systems problem. In this example, it's not a leader problem. It is, in fact, a people problem. Maybe they're just not detailed. Maybe they're not thinking critically. And what I mean is they're not thinking for themselves or noticing that like, okay, this doesn't really work in this exact scenario. So I can go ahead and do it slightly differently, right? If this is the case, I always, again, go at the very beginning and I want you to ask yourself this. Remember your interview? Was this person a hell yeah? Were they a hell yeah? Or did you have doubts from the beginning? Did you get into the work marriage with some doubts? Be honest with yourself. And now you're in the marriage, so don't worry, I'll help you decide if this is a long-term marriage or maybe not. But it's learning. You'll always be better after moments like this. This is a beautiful thing. I remember going home and being like, oh, that was a hard day. Shoot, you know, things are coming up with a particular person. And I would always say, okay, Nicole, you have to learn. Go back to the beginning of the story. Learn because if you don't learn, there's a really high chance this happens again. So it's about the lessons. Here's if you're in the work marriage and you're not sure if, like, if this is happening all the time, here's what I suggest. If it is a people problem, document everything. I didn't want it in my Google Drive. So I documented everything in my phone in my notepad just because I wanted it pri- like super private. And every single thing, every single date and mistake, because it's interesting how you're so busy that you forget. So if, if it happens and you look at your notes and you're like, okay, this is like the seventh time, 
then I would definitely jump on Zoom with them and show up curious. I know sometimes we want to blame because we're working so hard. We have the systems. We're taking the leadership training, let's say, or you're listening to me, and they're just not making it easy. Step into your leadership. This is your boss moment and really show up curious. I'm just curious, how can I support you? What is your experience? Maybe there's more to the story that you don't know. Show up, find the gaps and see how you can support them. And now fast forward, if you're like, no, Nicole, I've even tried that. This is the beautiful reason why we have probation periods. The first three months, this is why I give people my contracts, lawyer-reviewed contracts, employee contracts, contractor contracts in my program because you need a solid, good contract. Do you have a probation period? If you do, then that means you can end the relationship, obviously check what is exactly in the contract, but you can end the relationship within the probation period way easier than after. Sometimes I would even put a reminder in my phone about a week or two before the probation period ended because three months flies, doesn't it? You're so busy and you're like, oh my gosh, I missed the probation period. Uh Uh-oh. Because in Ontario, if you miss the probation period and they are an employee, you have to pay them for notice or give them notice. It's much more complicated. And I've missed the probation period by like a couple of days. So put a reminder two weeks before. And if things are still coming up, then you may need to make the hard decision to let them go. Because you are creating an A-plus clinic and only hang on to the A-plus people. You are going to work so hard, give them all the systems and be the best possible leader you can be. And still, if they can't match that, it is okay for you to be picky. You took this leap. You took all the risks to create this amazing clinic. You get to be picky. You get to decide who you share your energy with every single day. Just know you're doing all the right things. We all fall. There was hiccups for me all the time. I really hope all of this was helpful. And I want you to know that you are not alone. If you're looking for a community, I'm going to put the link to my free Facebook community for you where you can jump in and be surrounded by people just like you. Don't talk to your team, okay? Talk to us. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business Savvy Therapist podcast. I hope this episode was helpful. I would be so grateful if you would share this with a peer or colleague that is wanting to help more people make more money and have more freedom. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any new episodes and please do leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next one.